Hey, Marshall. Hello, Elizabeth. Do you want to talk about Lost? Absolutely. Good. Great. Perfect. This is Jungle of Mystery, and that's what we do here. This week we're talking about season two, episode five, and found. Dun dun. So you were right. I don't know if you said Jin or Sun or Jin and Sun, but if you said Jin and Sun, you were correct. <laughs> <laughs> so that's... yeah, I uh, I can't believe I got that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I don't know if I reminded you about the in translation episode, and maybe that made it a little obvious. Oh, that could be it. I don't remember. But anyway, you did it. I did it. You did it. So yeah, this is a unique one because this is a Jin and Sun episode. In the past, we've had a Jin episode and a Sun episode, but this one is focuses on both of them. Yeah. Which is the first time that's happened. That, that didn't occur to me, but yeah, I think it is the first time it's happened. Yeah, it's the first time we've had an episode focus on two characters, really. I mean, we've had some... The Michael and Walt episodes are kind of questionable in terms of like, you know... Is it focusing on one or both of them? But anyway, it's pretty cool. I like it. Um, so we can start by talking about our flashback sequences. Sun is being set up for a blind date. Which is yeah, always fun. but like when 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 you say blind date, you think like, <laughs> oh hi, I th- hi, it's me, your friend. I know somebody. Right. You should come talk to them. This is like this is a made up by the, the parents. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they got a matchmaker, it's like a whole, it's a yeah. business arrangement. <clears throat> yeah. So, we get a lot here about Sun and the expectations that her parents have. Um, she's being told she has to wear short shoes in case her date is short, right? Yeah. Doesn't want to be taller than him, and her mom criticizes her for going to college instead of getting married. She says yeah, that whole, she's oh, silver. God. Silver? Mm-hmm. You don't want to be bronze, do you? It's like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. So she needs to hurry up and find somebody because she already, you know, quote unquote, wasted time by going to college. So that's where Sun is <laughs> in her life right now. You're drying up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, And then we also see what Jen is doing right now. So Jen is living with a roommate and he is going to an interview to work at a hotel. And, you know, his his roommate is kind of joking around with him while he's getting ready for this interview He's reading this, like, astrology book and does this quiz for Jen and says he's going to find love and that love is going to be orange. Yes, which is an interesting <laughs> a very way they pay that off. Astrology. Yeah, I love it. So love is going to be orange and Jen is uninterested. You know, he says he needs to have a goal and work hard and be respected uh, and be more than just the son of a fisherman. Hey, and he tells, like, his roommate is like, what do I do if love calls? Tell yeah. it to wait. Tell it to wait. It's Whatever. Like a, Whatever, Jin. That's like a Batman uh, <laughs> Yeah. Tell oh, and he, he's he got this nice tie that he bought for the interview, but he can't cut the tag off because he has to return it after the interview. Uh-huh. Um, so this is, this is high stakes for him. He needs this job. So he goes to his interview. The manager is a real piece of shit. Oh, yeah. You know, insults where he's from. He says he smells fish on him. He knows he's from a poor fishing village he rips the tag off of his tie and he you know he gives him the job after like thoroughly insulting him and he says don't open the door for people like you also don't 
ask for a raise and don't ask for time off. Yeah, don't ask for a raise or time off <laughs> and don't open the door for people like you. Those are his instructions for doing this job. Yeah. Oof. Um, and so then we see Jen with the job. He's the doorman at this hotel where Sun is going for her date. Her date is really charming, Mr. Lee. He's the guy who owns the hotel that they're at. That really subverted my expectations. I was expecting the stereotypical, like, if if you're watching something where you know a character ends up with another character. Oh, you thought it was going to be a dick? Yeah, I thought it was going to be like a self-absorbed dickhead or like like a sniveling kind of, you know, daddy's boy kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Because that's normally how, it's like kind of the stereotypical thing. It's like, oh, obviously she's going to end up with the other guy, so this guy is going to be a tool bag. But right, he, right. I mean, he kind of turned out to be a tool bag. Uh, yeah, he turned a, out to be. <laughs> in a totally different, unexpected way. Right, right. But yeah, no, it's really easy and lighthearted, and they both joke about how they're kind of being forced to do this, and they're both, you know, a little embarrassed about it. But yeah, they're getting along great. And, you know, we then see that she's going on another date with him uh, uh, later on in the episode. And they both seem to be excited about it, right? Mr. Lee takes a little flower from Jin and calls him by name and thanks him, you know, and he's all excited to see her. And yeah, then he like turns the tables on her. I hate that he says it as if he expected her to assume that's what was happening, right? Yeah, I don't... He says, let's keep seeing each other so we can be free. And he said, you know, because he's already in love with a woman he met in America and he's going to move there in six months to marry her. And Sun is shocked and he's like, oh, wait, you uh, you didn't realize that was going on? Yeah, like what signal was, Yeah. what, what were you supposed to pick up on? Like, yeah. So, yeah, obviously she didn't assume that he was in love with someone else because that's wild. Was the implication that he was like, oh, did you really think I was into you? I think that for some reason, like, to me, the way he says it is, like, he assumes that she's doing the same thing. I don't know if it's because, like, she's so, they're both so attractive or, you know what I mean? Like, maybe he just assumes, like, Like, surely you're not actually single. You you must already have something going on. You know what I mean? Like, he, he says it as if it's this arrangement they made together and that she's also got someone on her own. And yet, obviously she doesn't. Like, I don't know. It's so, so ignorant on his part. Maybe um, it's a cultural thing. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I think it's just him being stupid. Right. Well, I know that there's that, uh, and obviously, like I don't know. You know, maybe it, it it probably still exists in like the rich over here in the United States. But I know that that kind of culture of like the matchmaking and the there's still like kind of arranged quote unquote relationships yeah. seem to be more common. Uh, yeah in in asian countries um so maybe that's a thing that people do where they're just like okay we'll go through the motions and yeah but i'm to hang out with this person but i'm right. just Actually gonna eventually run off with somebody else yeah yeah well regardless um still shitty that's not what she was doing and she was really enjoying herself and you know she she definitely feels used and she Tries to kind of graciously bow out, and he feels bad. And but I'm, like <laughs> uh, once again, uh, reminded of how bad it makes me feel when I see her sad. <laughs> I know. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> poor son. While this is happening, a man and his son show up at the hotel where Jin is working. Quote unquote, a man like Jin, right, shows up and yeah. he he's asking if his son can use the restroom, and they can't make it down the street to another building. They really need to go in. And so he lets them in, and his boss immediately shows up and insults him a bunch more and says he has to go in and get them out. Um, He says he can piss in the gutter. You people are used to that. And so Jen quits. 
I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> o- Jin, Jin quits on the spot, and I have a lot of respect for him. And Also, it, like, they were just, like, kind of sweaty. Like, <laughs> like, I know they weren't wearing suits, but they weren't, like, carrying cardboard signs. Like, it was just kind of a sweaty guy and his son. <laughs> It's like, wow, this is what you're you consider scum of the earth. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they Your just bar weren't, is really they, high. <laughs> they weren't dressed like elite, the kind of people who can afford to go in that hotel, I guess. Yeah, your hair's too long and you're sweating. You're visibly sweating. <laughs> do you do manual labor for your job? <laughs> Gross. Yeah, get the you fuck can't out come of in here. here. <laughs> so Jen quits, and then he's walking along this bridge and he sees a woman in orange. And he kind of turns around to check her out a little bit. And then he bumps into Sun. Yes. And they make eye contact. And it's very sweet and lingering. And it's like, oh my god, stop it. Like, of course it's love at first sight. Because it's Jin and fucking Sun. Oh. Yeah, that moment was was uh, precious. So precious. Some See, so are you, are, you, are you happy that I'm invested in at least one relationship in this show? I would be furious with you if you did not care about Jin and Son. Yes. That's um, fair because it's <laughs> so sad and like tragic and beautiful. Yes, and beautiful. Two beautiful people who just need to learn how to talk to each other. <laughs> oh boy. And then that's everything would be so beautiful. But yeah, that's um th- that's our flashbacks. Uh real quick a little anecdote. Uh yeah. it reminded me uh when I so I took a trip to New York with a youth group like boy uh, I was probably 12 or 13, maybe. Mm-hmm. Probably maybe 11 or 12. Anyways, uh, I got, uh, I got, me and my dad got turned away from a hotel lobby. What? <laughs> in New York. Were you I had to sweaty? Go to the bathroom. <laughs> no, we were just dressed like tourists. Oh my God, and that's it, horrible. It, it, it had a, it had a, like a, like a triple vestibule and they were like, hey, do you have your card for your room? We're mm. like no, and they're like, okay, guess only we well, go away. <laughs> piss somewhere else. I mean, it, it, we didn't even get to that point. We were just like, hey, can we duck inside real quick to, yeah. to go that? And they're like, uh, no, no, absolutely what a, not. What a world. I guess at a certain point, you're paying that much money for a hotel room. You don't want the you don't want it to be dirtied by no oh, whatever by someone <laughs> using the bathroom in the fucking lobby. <laughs> But yeah, there were there were a lot of places like that in New York where it was just like any of the like super nice hotels, like you Yeah. You gotta have a card or you're not going anywhere. Huh. So well, I just uh go. I did the uh, the New York thing and I just pissed in an alley. Oh, cool. It's pretty it's a pretty New York experience, I think. Yeah. I still wanna go back though. It's you know, just something about it. It's cool. Yeah, I wanna go back too, but for a very short period of time. Yeah, like a long <laughs> weekend maybe. <laughs> Alright, so um, on the island, we have a little running story with uh, Sun throughout the episode where she loses her wedding ring. And, you know, it, it's been four days since the raft launched. And in the last episode, Sun, um, you know, Claire, Claire and Shannon showed Sun the message in a bottle. So she knows that something is up with the raft. Yeah. And now on top of that, she realizes that she has lost her wedding ring and she kind of spirals understandably i had briefly forgotten about the bottle and so at first i was like whoa she's losing it but larissa reminded me oh she thinks uh yeah dead i was like oh okay i mean even without that though like just the fact that they're separated i don't know i feel like it would be a very emotional 
thing. Yeah, no, right? I, that, that that makes sense. But on top of all of that, yes, she also thinks that he's probably dead. Yeah. Um, uh, throughout this whole thing, we have several characters trying and failing to make her feel better. The first one is Jack. Mm-hmm. Just really fails spectacularly to make her feel any better. <laughs> he has this little anecdote about when he lost his wedding ring one time and he tore the house apart looking for it. And she says, well, what happened? Did you find it? And he's like, oh, no, I bought another one. <laughs> wow. And awesome. she's just like, oh, okay. Thanks. Um, yeah. And then, you know, she kind of pointedly looks at his hand and realizes that he's not wearing a wedding ring. And he's like, Haha, yeah, don't wear it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so just a really overall very awkward interaction where Jack is uh, doing a very bad job making someone feel better, which is kind of kind of normal for him. It it seems ah, man, it seems like maybe it depends on who's writing the episode, but it seems like there's a battle back and forth between trying to make Jack super relatable versus where you have an entire episode about somebody else and the only scene where Jack shows up, he just does some really dumb, like totally disconnected shit. Well, I don't know. I think it's pretty um pretty uh what's the word? Consistent throughout the show how bad he is at connecting with other people like every time he tries to kind of be like hey hey i'm just i'm one of the guys you know like he kind of fails miserably at it um so sure you know he's 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 good at like big picture decisions and doing what's got to be done right but he is not a very personable guy he's not relatable at all not relatable at all yeah um really bad bedside manner so yeah not even to like it's not even like a thing where like, oh, he's not relatable because he was a doctor and he's wealthy. Like, Sun is also comes from a very wealthy family, so it's not. Oh that. yeah, yeah. He just it's has just, really bad people skills. <laughs> he's just bad at peopling. Just, yeah, really bad. Which I mean, it could be not not necessarily a money thing, but just I think he has entirely thrown himself into being a doctor. So his entire personality is problem solving, and there's no room in there for like relationships <laughs> you know no, I, I i agree it's not a money thing that the the reason i brought that up is that uh, you know sometimes that that is something that right yeah is a, something used to make a character seem unrelatable yeah yeah uh but that's definitely not it it's just him yeah he's just an awkward fellow so yeah this whole scene fellow. he's like awkward fellow <laughs> wow he's, he's yeah. talking to her as if he's making her feel better and the look on her face the whole time she's just like um okay <laughs> Yeah, he's got that, like, he gives that reassuring Jack smile. Yeah! It's just like, like, if she, it, it would have been cliche if she had, like, done the thing where, like, they rub their arm kind of awkwardly and look right. off into the distance. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we also get Hurley trying and failing to make her feel better. Yep. Um, He thinks that the dog ate the ring, so they're sitting there together watching Vincent, waiting for him to poop. Hurley makes some joke about how he had a dog who used to eat everything and he once like pooped out a buck 50 in quarters or whatever whatever he says uh, a, a buck 35 in nickels right okay yeah yeah and she again just looks at him like what what are these people on like yeah <laughs> you know like <laughs> yeah, americans are weird it's it's very clear in this episode that no one can really relate to what she's going through right they're trying to but Again, for for this added reason of she knows something that no one else does, and also she's the only one here who's, you know, that we're aware of who's lost her spouse, right? Like, everyone's kind of trying to, like, haha, that sucks, right? And she's devastated, you know? And, and, like, they don't really seem to get that. 
They're no, just kind and of, you know, try, trying to make her feel better and be like, oh, yeah, you lost your ring. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I love Hurley. But as soon as he showed up, I was like, oh, this isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, this is not the person that she needs right now. No. He did try, though. No, he tried. And that's the thing is, like, he, his heart's in a good place. But, man, yeah. he... And again, it's it's kind of the opposite of Jack, where it's like he Jack is just like telling an anecdote. Yeah. But Hurley's like trying to find things that are relevant yeah. somehow. And it's Jack still did try to help her though. Flat. To, be, to be fair, no, for sure. It was just it's just it it, it both ties into the way their characters are. Yeah, it's true. Uh, he then asks her if Seoul is in the good Korea or the bad Korea. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okie dokie. That's kind of <laughs> oh, weird. Hurley. Yeah. <laughs> some of the, some of the uh, comments. That he says throughout most of the show are like kind of cute, goofy, innocent for like the time. Yeah. Right? But it's like, okay, that doesn't really come across as cute anymore. <laughs> but No, yeah. not really. The spirit is there. It's Hurley. Yeah, it is. It's kinda like, okay, well, I forgive you. Yeah. Um, so Sun has been, you know, everyone has failed her. And I thought you would appreciate this, because the one person who actually makes her feel better is John Locke. Mm-hmm. So she breaks down and she destroys her garden and then Locke shows up and he's very, very calm and he asks her if she's having a bad day and she says, did you see me? And he says, he says, did I see you rip apart your garden? No. Nope. <laughs> you know, he, they talk about being angry. She says, I don't think I've ever seen you angry. And, you know, he, he, he talks about how he used to be angry all the time, blah, blah, blah. And he is the only person who is actually making her feel better and and genuinely cheering her up, right? He yep. makes her smile a couple times and he tells her that the reason he's not angry anymore is because he's not lost anymore. Um and he says that he's not lost anymore because he quote unquote stopped looking. That whole exchange like is so chilling. <laughs> It is, and I hate oh, this man. scene because I don't hate him in this scene. Like, he's actually helping somebody right now. And I'm like, ugh, of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> he literally can't do anything right in my eyes because when he does something that's genuinely good, I hate it. <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was like, in any other context, this would be something coming from someone. Like, this is something you would read off of the walls of a psych ward. <laughs> Uh, but in this context, it's like, whoa. Yeah. Um, and he, like, he comes, he sits down, he's got that, like, that trademark, like, where his face is, like, smiling and all of his wrinkles on his forehead and, like, oh, he's yeah. oh, just yeah. super, like, cordial and reassuring. Yeah. And he just says, like, some kind of cryptic stuff that relates, like, 110% to what she's going through. Yep, yep. And just the whole, like, knowing, I mean, it's, it's I feel like, uh, I don't know, maybe 75% or more of the scenes involving him are dramatic irony. Yeah. For us, because it's, yeah. there's so much that we see that, no, I mean, I guess that's probably most characters, right? Because it's all about right what's going on that we don't know. But something about the way his are done, where it's like, oh, okay, well, this is, yeah this is like some hardcore dogma at this point, but it's just nice words for Sun. Exactly, exactly. This one in particular cracks me up because he's talking to her about how he's not angry anymore. Yeah. Which we know is very untrue. Yeah. But again, it's like he has these moments of clarity and calmness where he really thinks he has it all figured out. And then the second something goes wrong, he fucking flips his lid. 
which is just so funny to me. So yeah, th- th- in this episode, he's like Mr. Wise Wiseman. He's a sage. And yeah, he's a sage and he's like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm not angry anymore because I'm not lost anymore. Like whatever. Literally like two seconds ago, you were sobbing on the floor because you couldn't push a button <laughs> on a computer. <laughs> wow. Oh man. Okay. Uh, that anyway, really, uh, that really, uh, gives some context. <laughs> <laughs> that's like i i forgot about how cl- i lose track of time yeah yeah and, i mean it, it was just go. last episode or, or uh two episodes ago where he was you know on the floor and when the computer was broken having an absolute breakdown when jack it, leaves him and he's like oh what do i do right that's definitely a guy who seems lost to me and that was like within 24 hours yeah that was like a day ago <laughs> yeah so yeah he you know he I guess he slept on it. Now he feels like Mr. Wiseman again. He knows what to say. Yeah, exactly. So now we see Sun talking to Kate. Um, She says that she feels silly for being upset about her wedding ring. And then she opens up to Kate about the message in a bottle. She says, you know, I'm sick of everyone saying he's all right. I know that he's not not all right because Claire found the bottle with the messages inside. And now Kate is panicking because her bow on the raft. (laughs) Yeah. Sun takes Kate to where she buried the message bottle and Kate is like frantically reading through them, which is bizarre to me. It's like implying that she's looking for a message that he wrote, but everything that we know about him, would he have written a message? Right? And, and if he did, would he have mentioned her? I don't even know if it's caring about her being mentioned, but it's like she just wants to read what he wrote, right? Like his, essentially his last words, if, if right. we think that he's dead, right? So it wasn't anything like, oh, I wonder if he wrote about me. But just assuming that he wrote a message in general and wanting to read it, um, but it felt to, huh? It felt to me like she wanted to know if if he had written anything about her. But but yeah, I can see just wanting closure of some kind. Yeah, I, I think I think just wanting to see something of his be, because she thinks he's dead now. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah. still, to me, it seems kind of odd that she would assume that he would have written anything at all, just from what we know about him, right? Yeah, it's not his uh, style. Yeah, but I guess it doesn't not hurt to look. MO. Um, but. As she's digging up the bottle, she finds the ring. So, it, you know, yep. it must have fallen off while she was burying the bottle, which you can actually see in the previous episode. Oh, uh, really? In the scene where she's burying the bottle, when she's finished burying it, the ring is no longer on her finger. Oh, I have a damn. So, cool little detail in there. Oh, that's, that's a good job. Continuity. Yeah. Um, I love it when they do stuff like that. <laughs> it's not as if it was some elaborate thing that was planned out over a while, right? It was literally the last episode, but it's still cool. That they no, but it's it's we're thorough enough to do that. Yeah, continuity is is something that can make or break. Yeah, uh, a show and like they they do a good job with most of the time. I would say enough to where it's not a problem, uh, or I would say enough to where when it do, when they do break continuity, it's like it's actually it's a thing. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. It's pretty glaring, especially in this show when they have a a misstep because they're so good about it usually, and, and because literally. I'm suspicious of everything. Of everything. <laughs> yeah. oh, Which man. is their fault. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that was our Jin and Sun, our, our next piece of their love story, I guess. Um, and it's fucking heartbreaking. The The thought of poor Sun just sitting there thinking that Jin is dead. Yeah. When we know that he's just like on the other side of the island fucking tears me apart. I just can't stand watching her cry. Her cry. I don't know what <laughs> know. about it. What about it? What about her compared to the other actresses in this? Mm-hmm. But something about just 
how she does it, it's like, stop. I know, God. Every stop time she just hurt. stares into the distance with like teary eyes, I'm like, please. <laughs> same with uh Son, no. Same with Jin. It's like, oh God. I know. It's like I don't I don't want to see these people in in pain. You I know? know. I know. Whereas the polar opposite is Jack face. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, you're experiencing something negative, but I find it funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, as we're about to see with our uh, tail section plot, their plan is to go to um, the front end's camp. So hopefully they'll be reunited soon. Okay, diving back in. As a way to simplify talking about our two groups of people here, the fandom refers to... Our main characters, our front-end survivors, as the Losties, and the tail section as the tailies. Um, I, that's, I hate that. I also hate it, but that's the way it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> we can come up with something else if you prefer. <laughs> or uh, we can just keep saying say, front-end and tail section. I would section. say OG for the front-end, and then tail section Okay, that's fine. One. That's fine. We don't I'm have not, to. There's no, I'm, Yeah. <laughs> We will not be saying losties and tailies, everyone. Nope. All right. We'll never. So be. keep up. <laughs> um. So we're sitting in the bunker with the tail section. Anna Lucia says that they're gonna go to the to the front end's camp. Um. Which I I find this interesting. So I uh, really this opens on Sawyer, Michael, and Jen kind of talking and being very uncertain and suspicious, right, of the tail section. Sawyer says, I think they're going to eat us. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're watching all the tail section members chat while they're looking over at them. Yeah, like, they're clearly deciding, what do we do about these three people, right? So, yeah. Sawyer, Michael, and Jen are pretty nervous. And then Anna Lucy comes over and says, you're going to take us to your camp, or whatever. And there's really, like, tense, suspenseful music playing when she says it. But, like, that kind of just seems like the most logical move to make, right? Like right. I mean, I guess the the... <laughs> tenseness is like what's the implication of that like, yeah yeah so it, it plays into what we've been talking about about like you know quote unquote what, what makes another um what makes another another because yeah these people should all be on the same team right they're survivors of the same plane crash but they've been separated for so long and they both had experiences with the others so they are right. so um distrusting of each other and you know suspicious of everything so Everything. when she says, take us to your camp, it's like, dun dun, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> Instead of just being like, hey, you guys have resources, we have none. Let's work together and try to survive together, right? But it very right. much doesn't feel like that. It feels like, take me to your leader, right? Right. Both sides have very good reasons to not trust anyone. But Jesus, you know, Sawyer, uh, Michael, and Jen are, may maybe, <laughs> I guess not Sawyer. Michael and Jen are kind of trying to make an effort. But Anna Lucia is not going to let that happen. Like, she is... She is mean. Something else, yeah. Really just a bitch. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we're... We, we're going to discover more about their experience. We can tell just by looking, their experience has been much worse than than our front end. Just the state that they're in. Well, and they went from 23 to, to 6? To, yeah, 6 or 8 or something. A very small group. They've lost a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so yes, they've had vastly different experiences, so... And they're in that dungeon, essentially. Right. Perhaps we shouldn't, uh, be too quick to be down on Ana Lucia, because we don't know what they've been through. Sawyer wants to just 
leave, you know, go on their own back to camp. Michael is really nervous about why they're all so on edge and also paranoid. And, you know, everyone everyone's just nervous about everyone else. The only person who really seems to be trying to bridge the two groups is the character Libby. Um, we see her talking to Michael in this episode and, and we see her yes. talking to Ana Lucia and trying to get Ana Lucia to like calm the fuck down a little bit. So Libby is definitely somebody to look out for. So they've kind of come to terms with the fact that they need to work together a little bit to get back to the camp. Jen, <laughs> Jen goes with Bernard and Ana Lucia to help fishing. <laughs> and Ana Lucia is being a huge dick to him. And then yeah. he just effortlessly gets like a net full of fish. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, they, you know, that shuts her up pretty quick. I I love that scene. The look that he gives her before he just, like, tosses the net in is like, yeah, come on, Ana Lucia. Yeah, and also, like, how is it not, how do you not get what he's doing at that moment? Like, he's baiting the water. Yeah, yeah. Is it not obvious? I don't know. I guess it's just to show, like, you know, Jin's proficiency. Right. But yeah, the fact that she was assuming he was sitting there. Such a bitch. Yeah, like she was assuming he was sitting there doing nothing. I don't know. It it was a bizarre moment. Again, like he's he's playing. Uh, she loves me. She loves me. Not fucking sea urchin. (laughs) Sea urchin. She's clearly not a reasonable individual. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That is an excellent way to put that. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So we see Libby and Michael become friendly with each other. Libby says that their group has trust issues. Mean they're they're walking around collecting you know fallen fruit or whatever. And she's talking about how, oh, there's not much to be found because we picked this whole area clean. And he says, why don't you just head inland um, and get more? And she says, because that's where they come from. Again, with the they and the them. That's where they come from, suggesting they have had much more of an experience than we did with just Ethan that one time, right? Yeah. Like, it's much more than just one guy who invaded their camp one time, clearly. Like, they're terrified. That's where they come from. Um... So we meet back up with our group. Uh, we meet Mr. Echo. Oh, let's talk about Mr. Echo for a second. I know we don't get much about him, but what do you think about Mr. Echo? I really like uh, I like that actor. I recognized him, and I was like, where do I know him from? But he was in uh, one of the Bourne trilogy movies. He played... Yes, he played a villain uh, in the in Bourne Identity, I think. A fellow assassin, yeah. Yeah. That he fought. Yes. Um, yeah. He's been a couple other things, too, but... Great actor. Yeah, he kind of plays bad guy muscle man in a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. I've, I've seen him in a lot. I do like him a lot. We're definitely going to learn more about him. And uh, I, he's I can't a great pronounce character. his name, but uh, I, I can't good either. actor. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sawyer meets Mr. Echo. Um, Libby comes back to the group and says that Michael took off. Clearly, she said that's where they come from. And he just instantly took off in that direction, right? To go get Walt. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, oh, I know I have what I need now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I got nothing on me but my bare hands, and she said they come from that direction, so here I go. Yeah, I guess, I mean... I would do I the same he's, thing. he's distraught yeah. about his child, so yeah. sure, why not? <laughs> they're they're back together again, and Sawyer sees Ana Lucia's radio, and he's like, oh, we could try using that. <laughs> yeah. She, she's like, wow, what a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> I love every interaction between Ana Lucia and Sawyer in this episode. It is pretty funny, because they're, they're both such smart asses. Right. And, like, just very, I don't know if self-centered is the right word, but, like, guarded and dickish. Yeah, yeah. It's very funny. It's, it's, uh, it's two, it's two brick walls bashing their head against each other. Right, exactly. But also very clearly attracted to each other. Well, yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course, because, you know, two of them. Because they're them. Yeah. What is her, 
Oh, Ana Lucia. Okay. Yeah. Right, Ana right, Lucia. Right. I, every time I look at her, I think Letty. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't divorce her right. face from that character. Not yet, at least. Um, Jin wants to go help Michael, but Sawyer doesn't. Uh, so in the end, it ends up being Jin and Mr. Echo going after Michael. Uh, so while they're going after him, Jin gets attacked by a really bad CGI boar. <laughs> yep. Love those. Also, man, is every boar on this island is just hyper aggressive. Yeah. Well, Probably okay. because they're not actually boar or they're possessed by the island or something. But like, damn, every pig you find. Well, aren't, I mean, they're pretty aggressive animals. Right. But this like. It is a little excessive. Comes out like it. It's got a vendetta. Yeah, that's It comes true. out of the woods like Terminator. They are. Sarah I, Connor. I can kind of maybe buy it because they're very clearly going to territory that they haven't gone to before, right? Right. Um, maybe it's been undisturbed for a while. Clearly when the others move around, they kind of don't make an impression, right? They're silent and move through areas without disturbing anything. So maybe yeah, they're said Mr. Echo says here. they they don't leave footprints and yep. they if they don't want to be found, they won't be found. Exactly, yeah. So the others probably wander freely around this area if this is where they come from, but um, our tail section hasn't come through here yet because they've been afraid to. So that's my excuse. <laughs> okay. Jen falls over next to an impaled corpse. Yeah. Mr. Echo says his name was Goodwin, and Jen says others? What What did you make of that? Uh, I mean, I, I guess that the implication is supposed to be that he was killed by the others. Yeah. Not that he was an other. Obviously, they have a name. Um, but again, we also thought... So that's the whole this whole thing about this episode is uh, what we said before. What is an other? Because right. now we know that these guys aren't necessarily aren't the others. They right. have their own version of the others. Exactly. And then we see quote unquote others. Yeah. Walk by. Right. Just a bunch of thirty feet people. Mm-hmm. So that that word is like it's starting to. Not, not have lose a meaning definition yes <laughs> yeah lose meaning. yeah yeah so there's this guy named goodwin so yeah as you said he's either he's either another or he was killed by another um i mean we know that there are apparently a lot of tail section folks who have died and i kind of think they're implying that they were mostly killed by the others right did they say they died um no you're right they didn't say they died okay so so what do you think not out of the quite like uh, this goes back to Rousseau talking about how they out like an infection or whatever. Okay, okay. So it's a possibility that oh, like you can say we lost the mm. uh, the other part of the twenty three. That doesn't okay. mean they're dead. That means it could have been. That's very true. That's very true. Possessed. I don't. Know. I don't want to use the word possessed. Turned. Right. Or I mean, they could have been straight up taken. Like like Claire yeah. was taken. Right. She came yeah, back, yeah, yeah. but taken. she was taken. Um, yeah, okay. So something has happened to a lot of them. And it, it yeah. seems as though whatever happened, the others did it, right? Because, you know, obviously yeah. they have their own concept of who the others are and they know where they come from. So they've been visited by them multiple times and they've lost a lot of people. So two and two together. Yeah. seems like the others and the only done The only faces of people that we've seen that were called others that have not been identified otherwise were the people on the boats. Because when they... when when our group, our raft group, got shipwrecked, they thought they were others, but it's the tail section. Right. Yes. So the only other group of people we've seen that have been called others, that we've seen their faces, that haven't been, I, this is a lot of qualifiers, that haven't right, been right, identified, right, right, right. were the boat people. Yes, yes, that's true. So that's the one other group of humans so far 
that is up in the air because we didn't see any of the faces of the dirty feet people. So it yeah, we been right. We saw people else. walk by um, that we are assuming are others uh, based yes. on the way Mr. Echo is acting. Mr. Echo finds a shoe print and he knows that it's got to be Michael because, quote unquote, they don't leave tracks. Yep. yep. Uh, and then they hide in the bushes. And this is when we see the procession of potentially others walk by. Um, and, you know, the way Mr. Echo is acting, we think, I would say we think these are probably the others. Or, you know, this is some of the group of people that, that they've interacted with, maybe. They're definitely afraid um, of them. He's very afraid of them, yes. But then, kind of throws you off a little bit, the last person in the line is a child dragging a little teddy bear behind them. Did you notice I didn't that? Pick up, I didn't pick up it was a child, but I did see the teddy bear. It was a very, very small individual. Looked mm. like a child. Tiny little feet. Not a hobbit. Not, <laughs> not a hobbit. Ah, okay. That's a, okay. So, okay. so it was what, a child. What 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 do you make of that? So you didn't notice that it was a child. So I guess you didn't pick up on the vibes that I wanted you to pick up on. No. Um. To me, it feels like, and and this was a big conversation at the time. Uh, it feels very Peter Pan. Um, especially the little kid at the end with the teddy bear, like little Michael, Michael Darling, right? Right. Who's that? <laughs> the kids from Peter Pan. Oh, Wendy, okay. Wendy, John, and Michael. Okay, you get taken away to Neverland. I've seen that movie like once. Oh, okay. Oh. Um, I know well, Peter we Pan, can like the name. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we can um, just skip over that part then. So, so okay. But why what... do you think it's a Peter Pan thing? Because like, are you think there's people that are like not aging? So the idea was like, there's a group of kids who live on the island, uh, uh, Neverland, with Peter Pan called the Lost Boys. Yeah. And great, great movie. They don't. Yes, um, <laughs> very much so. I remember um, that movie. But yeah, they don't. They don't age, and they are essentially. Um, I mean, not not explicitly, but they're they're almost being like held hostage there by Peter Pan. Like they're they're here yeah, yeah, on yeah, Neverland, yeah. right? They do what he says. They go where he says to go. Yeah, that's why Michael Jackson named it Neverland Ranch. Um, same, same my concept. God, Marshall. <laughs> What? That's true. Yes. <laughs> um, we don't. Sorry. Need, we don't need to talk about Michael Jackson. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. Anyway. That's ignorant. Uh. So okay. So that. So you. What you th- thought so, I would okay. pick up on was that that was but a whole procession of kids. Anyway. Well, no. So it didn't look like a bunch of kids, but definitely the last one was a child. Okay. Um, we've now had several references to the others taking children, right? Right. That they was took my th- pregnant you... Claire, they took Rousseau's yes. baby, they took Walt, now there's a kid in this line. Um, so at the time when this came out, a lot of people thought that it was giving off Peter Pan vibes, right? Gotcha. Like Peter Pan okay. lures children to Neverland and whatever. We still don't really know why, but that, um... You know, it, it feels like it's supposed to mean something, all these children being taken. Um, okay, because that, when you first, before you mentioned Peter Pan, I, the, when you said, oh, it was a child, I was like, okay, well, this, if we're, if these are the others, then it's, it's, this ties in with the kidnapping exactly. story. Exactly, yes. So I would, I would think that it does. This is a, a child that they have. Um, okay. So Mr. Echo, uh, you know, this little procession goes by, Mr. Echo says that Michael went a different way from where they came from, so they probably don't have him, right? He probably just missed them because he went right, the wrong they're, direction. They're going in the same direction. So Mr. Echo says Michael went a different way. Jin offers to let Echo go back, and he's going to go on and, and try to find Michael himself. 
But right. Echo says they need to stay together. And then back with the, the main group of the tail section, uh, Sawyer is looking really rough. Yeah, so, methinks me he's got an infection. Yeah, um, he's having trouble moving. Ana Lucia is instantly just like, okay, you can just stay here then. Yep. Uh, just gonna straight up leave him behind. But he's now the only front-end guy they have. So he says, how are you gonna find the camp without me? And, you know, she says, eh, we'll just follow the beaches. You know, we'll f- we don't need you, basically. And then they flirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is just really bizarre. But, I mean, not surprising in the slightest. It's par for the course for the show. Yeah. Oh, also, what I loved in this scene is, like, he refers to Echo as their tracker, which makes me laugh. Like, why are there so many trackers on this island? <laughs> is that, like, a common life skill to know how to track things in the no, wild? It's not. No, it's not. <laughs> but, but here it is. Yeah, he says, now that your tracker is gone, how are you going to find camp without me? It's like, like how the fuck like- are there so many trackers on this plane? Like you lost your your ranger elf. Yeah. <laughs> in your fucking D and D party. Uh, you lost your tank. How are you gonna go on? Lost your tank. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that just made me laugh. Just the concept of. I, like... I didn't think about that because it it di- like that word has been used so much it didn't. Yeah, it didn't it's pop a trick. up to me, but that is a ridiculous concept. Yeah. That, like. <laughs> There are more than one peop one more than there's more than one person on that plane that has wildlife track or wild tracking skills. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love maybe it. it's like the the birthday paradox where you like you as you approach a certain number of people you will like get more birthdays closest to your own because of some weird statistical fact even though you think it would be an even distribution. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, okay, well, these people flying on a plane, there's <laughs> automatically, like, one out of a hundred. 30% of them are trackers. Tracker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it was bizarre. Um, so, yeah, they, like, flirt. Sawyer asks if she's married. She's not. He says, too bad, you seem suited for it. Then she asks if he's married or if he's gay. Well, she's like, you gay? Yeah, you gay? <laughs> you gay? In, in the most 2000s way possible. Yeah. But weirdly, they're flirting. I don't... It's... It's confusing. Um, but that's Sawyer for you. And fucking Ana Lucia, man. Yep. She's match, a... Match made in hell. Yeah, they're... I'll tell you this. They're either gonna fucking beat each other up or they're gonna have sex. <laughs> uh-huh. Michael approaches Jin while Jin is on his own for a minute. And he says, go back and let me do this on my own. And he starts just yelling... <laughs> For Walt, again, screaming, wanting the others to come and take him, you know, so that he can be with Walt. Which, I guess, he hasn't been doing that the whole time. Otherwise, I feel like he would have been found. (laughs) Or if he had been doing that the whole time, then everyone's very bad at listening. (laughs) To me, it kind of gives the vibe, like, the way we've seen, you know, how sneaky they are and, and how they seem to be kind of... Uh, what's the word? Omnipotent. Um, omnipotent, omnipresent. omnipresent. Not, 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 not saying that like they really truly are, but we get the vibe that like they're always watching, right? They're always out there. Yeah. So Omniscient. I think they just don't want him, right? If they wanted oh, to okay. take him, they would have. Like he, he is presumably just blundering around the forest looking for them, and we literally just saw them five minutes ago, and and somehow they haven't snatched him up. So I think. Mr. Echo says he got lucky and passed in front of them, but I think maybe they just don't care about him. That's interesting. I, I mean, I didn't consider that. 
they just had them all on the raft right there, right? Yeah. So if they wanted to take more than just Walt, they they could have. That's true. Um. So yeah, I, I think that he wants them to snatch him up just so that he can see Walt again. But they're like, eh, no, we got what we wanted, right? We got the kid. But, you know, Echo, they, they convince him to come back. Echo says, you don't know what they're capable of. They won't be found if they don't want to be. And uh, Michael decides to just go with them for now. But, you know, clearly he's not done. For sure. And yeah, so we now have, we, we end this episode with our tail section going to meet up with our front section. So we've got some folks who will hopefully be reunited, right? We've got Jen and Son will hopefully be reunited. Fucking Rose and Bernard. Yeah, I, man, I, I want, I'm very interested to see how that goes. Like how that first meeting goes. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine it's going to be great. Right. Because Anna Lucia is there. Yeah. So also, they're like vastly outnumbered. Yeah. So let's talk about what do we think is going to happen when these two groups of people meet up. Uh, for, first of all, the journey to get there. Do you think that our group is going to make it there in one piece? So I, man, I'm still not convinced that point A to point B travel works on this island. Okay. I'm still skeptical as to... Do you actually traverse a set distance, or is there some kind of fuckery in terms of space-time or location, or if you're not picturing it properly, you won't get there? I'm just skeptical of okay. of how actual walking point A okay. point B is supposed to work. Like, um, maybe the, the others know how to get around the island, but... Right. Uh, you have to do whatever they're doing <laughs> to get around the island, right? Yeah, like they're the it, only ones who can not, traverse not, it freely. Yeah, it's not simple as just like going in one direction or walking. Like you could end up somewhere else. Um, we have had some decently long treks through the jungle, but I guess you know this island seems to be huge. Yeah, it's massive. Uh, so we have seen some pretty long kind of montages of traveling through the jungle, but even then, I don't think they're covering much distance in the grand scheme of things. So yeah, do you think it might be that they just won't be able to find I think they will find it at some point. I don't think it's going to be... I would be... Okay, I'll put it this way. I'll be very shocked if they just set off and walk, and then, oh, we found it. Okay. I do not expect that to happen. Okay. I expect it to be more complicated. There's going to be... They're going to run into something. I wouldn't be surprised if, some, if they do lose somebody in the process. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't... I, nothing is simple here. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's very true. So, assuming that they do eventually, um, at least some of them, make it back to camp, how do you think they're going to be received by... I think there'll probably be, like, two camps. There's going to be, like, oh, hey, cool more living people obviously there's gonna be people that like rose is gonna recognize her husband if he survives the trip that's right that's yeah. gonna be a huge factor jack um, will recognize Anna lucia oh that's right jack will recognize her and then there's gonna be a faction that's like hey it's already enough of a task to manage what we have we don't yeah. know these people yeah we don't know if they're trying to fuck us we don't right. know if they're actually others there's gonna be you a think lot it'll of be like a uh, like a caves versus beach scenario. Yeah, but even more, but more pronounced because they've yeah. never seen these people before. Right on the island. Right. Yeah, I think. Uh, well, nope. 
I can't say what I was about to say because I was just <laughs> giving stuff away. Woohoo! Okay. Alrighty. Yeah, um, that's a good a good uh, assumption or, or a good guess as to what what's gonna happen. Um, and we can we can assume Annalisa is gonna fuck some stuff up. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I can't imagine of, uh, her showing up and getting along with any of the getting along with anyone. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious um, if they'll ever get back to. And uh, and by they I mean anybody the, the base that they left the Dharma station if they'll go they back just to left. the little bunker that we saw them in this episode yeah the the tomb essentially yeah if that somehow we'll, comes back into play oh if we'll go back to that yeah like if they if they have to revisit the or if they have to try to find all the bunkers or if there's something in there they need and they have to because it was like partially busted up and there was like maybe a door in there that was blocked off or something yeah and if they have to go back and get through that door. Just thinking, like, in terms of RPG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Skyrim. They gotta get to the checkpoint. <laughs> you gotta get, you gotta go back, like, you see this locked door, and then two hours later, oh, okay. Yeah, possibly. So that was, uh, we already talked about, we saw the, the Dharma logo on the door, right? That was, like, the arrow station? Yes. Okay. So that's, that's two stations that we've seen now. And there's seven? Six. Six. At least at the time that the Swan video was made. There right. Six. Um, so yeah, we can, we can assume that there are six. So we've seen two of them. One of them, the swan, we still have a lot to learn about, and there's obviously a lot going on in there. But this other one that they were just at, the arrow, kind of just seems like whatever it maybe used to be is very run down and, and useless now. I mean, it had electricity, which was not nothing. Um, there were some lights in there. <laughs> but that's right, pretty much but it. Right, it was so vastly different from Desmond's. Yeah, exactly. There was no... Stocked pantry, there was no kitchen, no exercise bike. <laughs> that was one room. No beds. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll possibly possibly revisit that um, later. So, yeah, this episode just kind of leaves us wondering. Uh, not, not much really happened in this one, but it certainly leaves us wondering what's going to happen next with the inevitable meetup between our two big groups. Um, and we've got, let's see, I'd say four big new characters that we are going to want to learn more about and that would be Ana Lucia, Mr. Echo, Libby and Bernard. Okay. Yep. Um and there were there were other people there in the tail section as well, but we didn't get anybody they else's name. said a single word. Yeah, they're just extras basically. There was one person walking with them at the end that I was like, "Where did they come from?" cuz I didn't recognize <laughs> them from anything. I was like, "What the fuck? Who's that?" <laughs> This show does that a lot with its extras. You completely forget they exist, and then it's like, oh, right. They'll just have, like, someone random walk across the screen just to remind you that there are other people. <laughs> yeah, and, like, that's, like, that makes more sense back at the big site because there's 40-something. Yeah, yeah. But this one was like, oh, there's a tiny little amount, and then all of a sudden there's somebody I didn't recognize at all, and I was like, what, what the hell? Whatever. Yeah. Um, I want to, huh, I'm going to try to make a prediction here. Ooh, make a prediction. About... If they will find... Wait, okay. How many episodes are there in this season? 22? Uh, hold on. I can tell you there are 24 episodes. Well, so I'm going to say... Well, I'm going to change that then. Cause we, oh, do this you, is, are you this... making a guess on to like how long it's going to take them to... Find the other group? Find the other group? Do you think it's going to be like a, a season-long trek? Or do you think it'll be very quick? Uh, I think well, you already said a... you don't think it's going to be quick. I think it could be like a mid-season... Mid-season could be them. Reveal, like, oh, we got it. And then they spend, the re like, another sideline to the rest of the season is them, like, sorting out their problems. Okay, okay. Um, but I, so you think I, it'll take roughly half a season for them to find the 
the front section, and then the second half will be resolving, like, whatever tension will come about because of that. Is that your prediction? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to write that down. Do it. Uh, let's see. Half a season to reunite. Well, I, uh, I'll say it by season, by episode 12, right? So episode seven 12. more episodes. Okay. okay. And then by the end of the, they'll spend the rest of the season figuring their shit out. I'm not going to say they're going to fix it, but they'll at least work right. on it. Okay, I like it. Making predictions. Yes. Well, I don't have any fun facts for this episode. Weren't, weren't. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the next episode is called Abandoned. 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 So, refresher. This is episode five. So far, we've had Jack, Michael, Locke, Hurley, Jen, and Son episodes. Right. Who do you think it's going to be? Wait, so what we just watched was episode five or the next one's episode? The, sorry, the next one is episode six. We This one is episode five that we're talking about right now. Yeah. Abandoned is episode six. I guess, oh uh, boy, maybe, uh, okay, we've had, we've had Jack, Hurley, Jin Sun. Mm-hmm. Michael and Locke. Michael and Locke. So that makes me think it's either going to be a, oh, wait, hold on a second. Abandoned. Desmond. Desmond. Okay. What makes you say that? Because he was the only one left at the... Okay, yeah. The Swan... The station. Oh, Swan Base? Swan Station, yeah. All right, let's see. Guess is... All right. I've marked it down. So you think it's going to be his... Uh... So yeah, we know that he crashed on the island and then was in the was in the hatch with Calvin and they saved the world for a while. Yep. And then Calvin's gone. So yeah. You think it's going to be the story of that? Something along those lines. Might not explain it entirely, but it'll yeah deal with it in some way. Oh, we shall see. Whoever, <laughs> God damn it, I can't even get through it. <clears throat> <laughs> Whoever is the subject of the next episode, abandoned, probably never learned. <laughs> oh boy. That if we can't live together, we're going to die alone. There we go. It's so bad every time. It's getting worse. <laughs> it's so because I can't do it without laughing. It's so stupid. Because it's so bad every time. <laughs> There's only so many ways you can rephrase that same dumb phrase. Maybe I should pick a new one. What's no, I think it's for? I think it's funny because it's so stupid at this point. It's just kind of it's a running gag. Yeah.